are listening to the Subtle Forces Podcast. I am your host, Anja, not Anja. The other day, in the peak of the Omicron infection, my family, that is, my parents and my husband and I, decided to take the risk of visiting my godmother, Donna, because she had just moved into a new apartment and wanted to entertain us for Christmas. My dad carried in a tall pot of turkey soup. My mom carried in some ceramic bowls. Blaine carried in the bottle of wine, and I carried in the sparkling apple juice which was wrapped in foil like champagne. Mom hit the buzzer as we all stood holding our offerings. We stood there for a couple seconds, and my mom hit the buzzer again. I'm coming! I'm coming! I'm on my way! Chimed the speaker voice of my godmother letting us in. Who hit the buzzer again? Stop hitting the buzzer so much! Oh, man, we were already in trouble with the teacher. You see, Donna just retired after several decades as a high school religion teacher. I never had her for school, but I've always had the sense that she's one of those fun, youthful spirit teachers who also runs a very tight ship. And you don't want to disappoint her. In her living room, we all took a while to figure out who should sit where because each chair had an intended purpose attached to it. For example, the love seat was intended for a couple, whereas the rocking chair, which is a remake of a historic 19th century design, should probably be saddened by an older person who is not going to break it by vigorously rocking back and forth too much. And then there was the big recliner, which is automatically reserved for Donna. And then there was the other recliner, which my mom ended up sitting in, but Before she sat down, she was told that it is getting repaired still, and you cannot lean back all the way. I'm not sure exactly why, but I just assume it could fall apart, it could trap my mom, it could suddenly combust into flames. You just don't want to test it. So... My dad sat in the rocking chair, Blaine and I sat on the love seat, and my mom sat in the recliner that is not Donna's. And then we figured out who would eat soup, who would eat pizza, and who would eat soup and pizza. And once that was settled, and our seating was settled, then... Then our conversation commenced, and much of our conversation felt reminiscent of being in a classroom, which I think 
was appreciated by all because my dad and my mom and Blaine and I, I think we all miss being pupils. And Donna, she's a natural teacher. Here are some things she had to say about freedom. Freedom, I can tell you what it's not that most people think it is. Freedom is not being able to do whatever you want despite the consequences. So if I do whatever I want and it causes you to be hurt, I am not free. I'm just doing what I want. Well, my mom, for example. Me and my mom, when I was in my 20s, I was an adult. And so I wanted to be an adult. And I was able to be very mature and adult with many people, but my mom could push my buttons and I'd be a little kid. So my trying to be an adult was I do what I want regardless of what my mom thinks. Sounds good, right? But really, I was being a jerk. So she didn't like me swearing, so I swore in front of her. She didn't like me smoking, so I smoked in front of her. And I thought that was being an adult. But what I was being was disrespectful, which is not the same as being an adult. I mean, it's okay if I swear and smoke, I mean, not uh, health-wise, and did not what she didn't want me to do, but I didn't have to flaunt it in front of her. That's what I thought was an adult, and I was wrong. I don't have to offend her. If I have to offend her to be free, then I'm not free. That's being reactive. That is my mom's voice jumping in and reminding us how that is being reactive. Let's review some of the minor ways I have reactively rebelled at my mom, particularly when I was in my 20s. in my 20s, I was still living at home sharing a kitchen with mom. I have used a frying pan on the front burner against her back burner wishes because she always says it is easier to clean up spattered grease off of the walls than it is on the floor. Which is what happens if you use the front burner. I have worn a shirt with leggings and no skirt or shorts over my voluptuous rear against her wishes for my modesty. If I had been more modest, I would have layered a skirt or shorts over my leggings so that the whole world wouldn't have to see my derriere.
Another example would be I have used warm water to rinse the vegetables rather than cold. Mom always says that using cold water requires less energy than warm and is therefore what should be done. But I don't like having ice cube fingers for the rest of the day after scrubbing vegetables. Which in this case might be more of a personal preference for comfort and survival than me being reactive, but it's kind of in the iffy camp. Freedom is the ability to be all that you can be and thinking of the consequences of one's actions. And it's not doing what other people say you should and it's especially not doing what you think you should, it's getting rid of the shoulds, but always being aware of how your actions affect you and other people. If you just, it's a free country, I do what I want, fuck you, then I'm not free. I'm just reacting. And until somebody learns that, and I mean, it took me a while to learn it, but I, I, I really worry about young people, not all young people, some people got it already, but they're not being helped to see it. And it's okay that a kid doesn't do it because it's something to mature into. So you're not expecting a 14-year-old to have it together. I didn't get start to get it together till my mid-20s, and I'm still working on it, you know. And there's certain things that I know are not helpful that I find myself going back to, and I know that I didn't act freely. I know a lot of stuff that's great but do I have to hit somebody over the head with it you know and, and when I don't talk to other people for a while then I tend to want to share all of it and that's good but would I would I want to silence you with it you know and that's a tendency I don't think I'm doing that on one level when I do it but when the other person reacts by becoming silent, then I know I've done it at one level, you know? So, mm. so you always have to think, but I make mistakes all the time. to be able to say, I did that wrong. Um, how do I do to change it? You know, and when I see myself doing it on a lesser level, I can fix it.
Well, when I was in my 20s, the two things you're not supposed to talk about are the two things I like talking about the most, politics and religion. And I majored in politics and I mastered in theology. But I liked arguing, and I don't mean that in a hostile way. And I, I don't know if you know Myers-Briggs, but I'm a high E, so I process by talking. So just because I say it doesn't mean it's my absolute opinion. When you respond to me, even in disagreement, that helps hone it in. Either, oh, I didn't think about that, and I'll change. Or, wait a minute, my argument doesn't make sense against what you said. I have to rethink my argument. But I knew I was respecting the other person's position and enjoying their position. But I had a lot of people say, you always think you're right, and walk away. They weren't friends yet, you know what I mean? I was pushing them away without realizing it. And I came to realize that everybody's not like me. They don't like talking politics. Recently, I don't either right now. Because <laughs> everything I learned isn't working right now. But that's another story. And I had to learn to find those people who like to argue politics. Because too many people, and I didn't know how to deal with it, take their opinion as who they are. So if I disagree with your opinion, then I am saying you're no good in their mind. And I don't think I was saying that, but if those people are responding, maybe something I said made them think that way. And then I think some people don't like if you're articulate. <laughs> and I'm not going to take that back. Yeah. But I do respect it when people disagree with me. I love, like I have friends who like are down on conservatives. And I'm not talking about people who call themselves conservatives now. That's not conservative, <laughs> in my opinion. But I used to love listening to William Buckley, and I like George Wills. I disagree with them on everything, practically. Mm. But to listen to them because they're intellectual... Mm -hmm. And they have reasonings and a philosophy, and they George Wills pretty much disagrees with everything I stand for. To listen to him and help me hone my argument. Well, if that's what he's saying, and I have nothing to respond to it, then I got to work on my argument because he makes sense. What people don't realize, and I have very liberal friends or progressive, they wouldn't even call themselves liberal. Um, and I like their thinking, I agree with them, but they discount people who are conservative as being, and I'm not talking about the recent conservatives because that's a whole other issue, but you got to listen to them to understand where they're coming from. And so you can make a better argument, at least, against their position. And because they're intellectual, they'll enjoy the conversation. you know. But if I don't understand it, how can I be, how can I work against it if I think it's wrong and you, and I can't assume that they're all immoral jerks because they don't agree with me Yeah.
what is freedom? Huh. I've loaded. Um. What is freedom? Um. Oh. What is freedom? It's a good question. What is freedom? But. What is freedom? Yeah, I, I, uh, What is freedom? I mean, uh, uh, the, the unpopular answer to that question, what is freedom, uh, is, uh, it's a dumb idea because it's completely devoid of any context or, um, relationship to reality. It's, it's, uh, uh, yeah. I, I guess that would be my answer. We're going we're gonna to put it in a podcast that oh, says... you can't quote me on that. says that Myron hates freedom. You cannot quote me on that. You can't... <laughs> please don't quote me on that because... God damn. Well, cut, cut, cut in the part where I said, that's a very good question. It's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Anju will never dishonestly edit people, so you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Which I knew frying on the front burner would upset you. Yeah, because of all the grease on the floor. It isn't well. It isn't quite the word reactivity. It's more like oppositional. It's common, and it's something that we don't want to be doing. Um, and when I think about it, I think about it more with children and adolescents, particularly when they're trying to be independent or break away from the parent or some authority. I was about four years old and we took the train, we took the North Shore up to Milwaukee from Kenosha and we went to a Chinese restaurant. It was up on the second floor and we climbed the steps to the second floor and had a nice dinner, but I was a really picky eater. I didn't eat a lot of food then. And when the waiter came, he came with a little ball, half ball of white rice. You know how they're all like stuck together in a little ball. And I thought it looked awful. And I didn't want to eat that. And my mother warned me, you're going to make that waiter mad at you if you don't eat that rice. I guess that isn't, that isn't where I see the rebellion particularly. I've been in other places. I guess I wasn't big on rebellion. Although, no. <laughs> I can't think of anything. Not everybody's into rebelling, I guess. That's okay. I know people who were rebellious. Like who? 
actually I would get upset like my aunt Joanne was five years older than me mm-hmm. and I remember um she was gonna smoke something or other but it wasn't a cigarette it was just something in the yard that she was gonna smoke mm-hmm. and she was smoking it and I was really upset that she would do that like how could you smoke like she picked up a leaf or something uh, like a piece of straw or something. <laughs> I can't remember. That's so bizarre. I was taught you do not smoke. You don't smoke. And she smoked. And it was not right. How old was she and how old are you? Well, she might have been maybe, I don't know, 13. Or I was five years younger than her. <laughs> so maybe it was eight, seven. I was maybe somewhere between six and nine probably but i felt betrayed like how can you do that mm. i don't know don't tell that one it's too stupid i like it <laughs> so then um i marry into a family where everybody in the family smokes Do you have memories of me being oppositional at all? Well, sure. (laughs) (laughs) All the time. (laughs) Uh, Well, your your hatred of ballet, for one thing, and wanting to be independent, you know, like... uh, Make up your own stuff and don't follow anybody else's. I'm telling you what to do. What do you mean my hatred of ballet? I thought I loved ballet as a kid. No, no, you never wanted to take ballet. Did you want me to take ballet? Not particularly, because you didn't want to take it, so... (laughs) Was the idea ever floated in front of me, and I was like, no! I don't remember. But I did have Anton take tap dance. And you had dance lessons, but you had more the free-form dance lessons not um like following the rules dance lessons which i think was more of my personality anyways i have a hard time with rules Cases it's important, 
um, you know, if there's a fire or something, you want to know, you want to react instantly. But at other times, you don't want to react instantly. You want to think about how you want to respond. In just four seconds, you can tell, you can understand a person's where they're coming from or their how they uh, relate to you within four seconds you can tell that hmm. so i suppose responding comes from that where did you hear about the four seconds oh i a long time ago long 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 time ago and then i would try that out and it made sense to me oh yeah I can see that through body language, through voice. It isn't. It isn't just what a person says. It's if they're in front of you, you can you can tell how they're relating to you instantly. There are reasons behind why we choose what we choose. It's not always just that we blindly follow. I mean, we usually think about. Well, I would hope we would think about why we do what we do. Thank you to Donna, Mom, Blaine, and Myron for being my guest on the show this week. I hope you find my editing and writing respectful and honoring of your truth. Your temporary truth. Um, and Megan, listener Megan, you wrote a review for the show. You told me that, but I can't find it anywhere. So can you let me know where you wrote a review for the show or write a new one? People keep writing reviews. I appreciate it. It it really does help. Music by Anton Seeger, who took tap dancing as a boy. where I will remind you that when encountering any subtle force, you have both your logic and your feelers with which to interpret it.